KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Art Power is presenting Indian fusion band Red Bharat, mixing Indian bhangra rhythms, hip-hop, and funk music, March 23rd at the Epstein Family Amphitheater. Tickets and information about upcoming concerts and events at artpower.ucsd.edu. Good morning. I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Friday, February 17th. The adverse side effects of using cannabis. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. If you rode on the trolley's blue and orange line last year, you may have been exposed to TB. It's an airborne disease transmitted by inhaling the bacteria in the air. People with active TB are often unaware they have the disease and may be contagious for several months before being diagnosed. San Diego County health officials announced yesterday that passengers who use the trolley's blue and orange lines between June 31st and December 31st were potentially exposed and are at risk of infection. If you may have been exposed, consult with your medical provider or contact the San Diego County TB program. Some good news from SDG&E this week. The utility announced yesterday that natural gas prices for next month are currently trending closer to last year's prices. That means our utility bills may continue to trend down in March. Officials say the significant drop in prices is because of improved weather conditions, less natural gas usage, and the repair of an out-of-state pipeline that has been offline for two years. SDG&E said the high price for natural gas from last month is still hitting customers in their February bills. The utility said it has a variety of financial assistance programs and resources for customers. More Mexican nationals are dying along the U.S.-Mexico border between San Diego and Tijuana while trying to enter the U.S. compared to previous years. That's according to new data from the Mexican consulate in San Diego. From October 2021 to September last year, at least 46 Mexican nationals died trying to cross the border. That's up from 34 in the previous year and 11 in the year before that. Dehydration, drowning, and border wall-related injuries are the primary causes of death. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by Maracal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, Maracal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com. In California, marijuana is legal and a relatively safe drug. But legalization has brought an increase in adverse side effects in cannabis-related ER visits. SciTech reporter Thomas Fudge has the story. Michael had been smoking marijuana for at least 20 years when, one day, he started feeling heartburn. Soon after that, he had a bowel movement and the severe nausea began. I, I had these vomiting cycles about every four hours when I would just have this incredibly brutal nausea. Michael is an Ocean Beach resident who didn't want his last name used. This went on on a Sunday. I went to urgent care that night. They couldn't help me. The next morning, I wound up in the emergency room getting an IV for dehydration. The condition Michael suffered is called cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome, a severe nausea that can happen among people who have used marijuana for a long time. Other side effects of cannabis include a rapid heart rate, paranoia, and cannabis-induced psychosis. 
San Diego Justin Morrison comes from a family with a history of mental illness. He remembers getting high after seeing a movie. I had to remain in the parking lot in the car with my friend till about three o'clock in the morning. Um, because during that time I became catatonic, I was unable to speak, and I had sort of intense visualizations of regressing backward in time, back into the womb. <laughs> he said his brother had it much worse, ending up in the hospital several times after using pot, in one case for six months. It has a particular effect on his attention, and so he, he tends to get hyper-focused on let's say, kind of metaphysical elements. So he'll have a conversation with someone and start to believe that this person has mystical powers that is perhaps, you know, um, a saint or Jesus Christ himself. A study out of UC San Diego showed that after cannabis was legalized for medical use in California in 1996, many elderly people were ending up in the hospital. The study found an 1,800% increase in cannabis-related emergency room visits among people older than 65 from 2005 to 2019. Dr. Benjamin Hahn, a geriatrician and UC San Diego professor, authored the study. The study didn't specify what conditions caused the hospital visits, but Han says his work with older folks who use medical cannabis have been revealing. He said one spoke of a time he swallowed quite a few cannabis-laced gummies. And then, you know, two hours later, uh, my heart is racing. You know, it's like I, I, my heart is racing. I'm so anxious. I don't know what's going on. And then they end up in the emergency department. Doctors like Han stress that cannabis is not a drug all people need to avoid. Keep in mind, he said, alcohol-related ER visits happen at 10 times the rate of cannabis. But there are some groups of people that are definitely at risk of cannabis side effects. Igor Grant, the director of UCSD's Center for Medicinal Cannabis Research, said many old folks are unfamiliar with cannabis, and when you use cannabis orally, you don't feel the effect right away. They think, well, maybe I haven't taken it up, so they take more. But what's actually happening is there's this delayed process of absorption, and then when they take a lot more, they get hammered. Justin Morrison said his brother, who suffered psychosis after cannabis use, is doing much better. Now he knows he can't touch marijuana. Michael from Ocean Beach still uses cannabis to treat his PTSD. But after suffering severe nausea, he learned that he was just taking too much. And given the strong THC content in today's pot, you need to moderate your use of it. People need to be educated about marijuana use, and they need to be warned. Michael added that these days medicinal users are usually left to figure out the cannabis doses they need on their own. The study of cannabis has been held back because it remains a Schedule I narcotic under federal law. Thomas Fudge, KPBS News. Over the last few months, we've been following how San Diego Fire Rescue is taking on a bigger role providing San Diego's emergency medical services. Health reporter Matt Hoffman says the city is planning to have two ambulance providers responding to 911 calls. San Diego Fire Rescue is moving toward taking over provider responsibilities for San Diego's emergency medical services, or EMS. It means that the city's current ambulance contractor, Falk, will no longer be in control of billing or where ambulances are stationed. 
Fire Rescue Chief Colin Stoll says it's a significant change, but one that he's seen be successful elsewhere. We are going to dictate how many hours, the deployment model, uh, the days, the scheduling, all of that. All we would be contracting for with the private providers for the ambulance and the personnel and the supplies that are carried on that ambulance. Since Falk took over the 911 contract in late 2021, they've yet to meet their promised staffing goals. This new model will allow the city to bring in a secondary provider to backfill any missing hours. All of these changes require approval from the San Diego City Council. Matt Hoffman, KPBS News. A new study is predicting home prices in the county will decrease by the end of the year. Reporter Kitty Alvarado spoke with one of the authors to find out more. UC San Diego professor Alan Timmerman and his colleagues have come up with a new model for forecasting home prices in the San Diego region. Their new formula uses something most of us use every day, Google. The model starts with the term buying a house, but then compiles other search data with hard data, like actual home tours and offers. The results show that home prices in San Diego are predicted to drop. We have forecasts, uh, and essentially the number we were coming up was minus uh, 12% or so from beginning of the year 2023 until the end of the year. The model's predictability rate is 70%. The professor says that's because new factors can come into play. House prices are, in absolute terms, in level terms, are still very high in San Diego, right? And there's not much supply coming online, so that could uh, help to cushion any sort of reductions. Kitty Alvarado, KPBS News. Coming up, we've got a couple weekend plan suggestions for you. We'll have that and more just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota Dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places. While Valentine's Day may be over, one local hotel's love story with Julian endures. Reporter Alexander Wynn takes us to a beloved hotel with deep roots in black history. To everyday tourists, it's a charming bed and breakfast. The only thing that brings to light its history is a bronze plaque in front of the hotel. It reads, Hotel Robinson, 1897, built for Albert Robinson and wife Margaret on the site of the restaurant bakery. It's the sole surviving Julian Mining Era Hotel. It's not only the one of the oldest hotels owned by African Americans, but it's also a, a national site, historical site. Larry Malone is a local historian and wrote a book about black pioneers in San Diego from the 1880s to the 1920s. You know, a lot of people were really surprised that Julian had that rich history of African-American history in Julian. 
And part of that history started with a love story, says Chuck Ambers, the curator of the African Diaspora Museum and Research Center. There's a love relationship between that hotel and Julian, just like there was a love relationship between Albert and Margaret. He says Julian was a sleepy little town founded by former Confederate soldiers before gold was discovered there. It was a little podunk city until Fred Coleman, part of the gold rush up in Sacramento, followed the geological formations down California, followed the San Diego River in Mission Valley back up to its source, hoping that they would find gold just like up in the Sacramento area, and he did. That was 1869 and started the first and only gold rush in San Diego. The gold rush brought many black people to Julian because of the opportunities there. Yeah, they kind of gathered there towards that. Among them was Albert Robinson. He shows up here in Julian in 1880 on the census record. That's David Lewis. His family has lived in Julian for four generations. He's the town historian. Albert, uh, I am assuming, was uh, enslaved wherever he was living at the time. He supposedly came here with a man named Levi Chase. His wife, Margaret, came to Julian later. She marries Albert in 1886. And so that is when I believe they started a bakery and a restaurant business, I believe, here on this site. And they ran that from 1886 until 1902 when, uh, when they built this hotel. What's fortunate for them, their property, that little restaurant, was right across the street from the city hall where the Butterfield stage line coming from Arizona brought travelers. The town hall was also the social hub of Julian. They also held uh, dances there, and these dances could last all night. And according to what I've read, the, the hotel provided meals uh, for those dances at night. Albert died in 1915, and Margaret ran the hotel by herself until 1921, when she sold it for $1,500. Much of the hotel is still as it was when the Robinsons ran it. There's a lot of history in this hotel. Dignitaries and politicians stayed there, including U.S. Grant Jr., the son of President Ulysses Grant, who went on to build the U.S. Grant Hotel in downtown San Diego. For Lewis, it's part of his history and the history of Julian. My great uncle, who used to come here with his family when he was little, and when they get to the front door, Albert would come out and pick him up and put him on his shoulders and walk him on into the hotel. And my uncle uh, says, I felt like I was 10 feet tall. Alexander Wynn, KPPS News. As Black History Month continues, one San Diego scientist and engineer is sharing his answer to a familiar question asked by children who don't have straight hair. Why is my hair curly? Here's education reporter M.G. Perez. Neil Thompson is a local scientist and engineer who has worked on spinal implants and researched many medical mysteries. So when his curly-haired nine-year-old nephew pointed to his scalp and asked why, Uncle Neil used science to figure it out and then wrote a book about it. Because curly hair tends to be less oily than non-curly hair, that's why it's curled. That is one theory Thompson discovered. Another, he said, is that black people are descendants of Africa, a continent close to the equator. So curly hair was an evolutionary adaptation to protect scalps from intensive heat. 
In the end, the scientists determined there is no one right answer with no scientific consensus. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. It's Friday, so it's time for your weekend arts preview, courtesy of arts editor Julia Dixon-Evans. In her top picks this week, a family-friendly concert at the Balboa Theater in downtown. The San Diego Symphony will perform Carnival of the Animals. The classical music pieces the symphony will perform are inspired by and sometimes imitate animals, including the piece we're listening to, L'Elephant, by French composer Camille Sansons. The concerts are tomorrow at 11 a.m. and 12.30 p.m. And the Music and Art Department at First Lutheran Church of San Diego is presenting a series of stage readings on Sunday. Black Voices, Black Writers will showcase work by classic and contemporary black writers. The event starts at 4 p.m. and again at 7 p.m. on Sunday at the First Lutheran Church in downtown. For more info on these events and others, visit kpbs.org slash arts. That's it for the podcast today. This podcast is produced by KPBS senior producer Brooke Ruth and producer Emmeline Mohebi. I'd like to thank KPBS reporter Matt Hoffman for filling in for me earlier this week and KPBS editor Joe Guerin for helping out with the podcast. We'll be back Tuesday with a piece answering your composting questions, plus more. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend. We'll catch you on Tuesday. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program, a journey through computation, data analysis, and real-world applications. Learn more about the online Master of Data Science program from UC San Diego at omds.ucsd.edu.